Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. Galatians chapter number three, the title of the message is Christ Alone Delivers from the Curse of the Law. So we're going to look at some truth, some Bible truth regarding redemption from the curse of the law. Verse number 13 of Galatians number 3, the Bible says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth. On a tree. Just bow and our head just for a second. We just give prayer up to the Lord. Lord, help me to help. Help me to tell your truth the right way, Lord. Help us to be edified because of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. There's a lot of meat in this verse. We've been slowing down in Galatians 3 because each verse, it's just chock full of, of truth. But who is the Redeemer? This is the first thing we want to come away with this morning. Who? It's Christ. Very simple. Anybody can understand this. We don't need any new translation or any words changed. Christ hath redeemed. It's easy to understand. If you're saved, which I trust you are, you've been delivered by Christ's payment as the purchase price. What was that? His life for yours. His life for mine. His life for ours. That was the purchase price. Who did the Redeemer redeem? Let's look at the verse. Who did the Redeemer redeem? We know one that Christ is the Redeemer. Look what it says. Christ hath redeemed the elect. Oh, no, it doesn't say that. Christ has redeemed us. It's everyone. It's whosoever will. It's the Jew. It's the Gentile. It's us. Everybody that is under the law. Everybody that has fallen short. Everybody that comes under, they're condemned already because they won't believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then when you believe on Christ, When you get in Christ, then you're elect. What did the Redeemer redeem us from? Christ is the Redeemer. Who did he redeem? Us. And what did he redeem us from? The Bible says Christ hath redeemed us from what? The curse of the law. We're coming up on a hell a day, holiday. I won't go too far down the rabbit trail. We'll save that for Thursday. Halloween. All these hell spells are going to be casted. That's not a curse you and I have to be afraid of. We do not have to carve out a jack-o'-lantern and put it on our step and put a light in it to ward off evil curses, to ward off evil spirits 
we have a curse that a lot of a lot of Christians, myself included, when we think of the law, we really don't go to it as a curse. We know it's a schoolmaster. We know we can't keep the law to be saved. We know those things. And we might know that it brings us under a curse. It's just that we tend to, it's such a strong word. We tend to not bring that out a lot in our mind. But in Galatians 3, that's the curse that we have been saved from. We know, we know we can't keep the law. We know we're transgressors. We know the law can't save us. We know the law can't justify us. We know the law is a schoolmaster. That's at the end of Galatians. Uh, James 2.10 says, For whosoever shall keep the whole law yet offend in one point. Amen. He is guilty of all. We know that. We know that we're in bondage to it. At the end of Galatians as well, we see that right before schoolmaster verse. We see that. And we'll get to that and preach on at the end of the chapter. But we tend to forget, even though we might know it doctrinally, we don't spend a lot of time thinking about, it's a curse, man. It curses us. Look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 10. For as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. The law doesn't just demand. It curses us for not meeting its demands. That's a big problem. And that's why Jesus came. That's why he is the redeemer. Go back to Galatians 1. Let's look at that. We already preached verse by verse on it, so we're just going to spend a little bit of time here. Watch what it says, which I find to be interesting, when you tie it into the Galatians 3 that we're looking at. Galatians 1 verse 8, But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Now, what's interesting is Paul speaking to the Galatians, trying to get them out of this. You know, they're saved. Now these Jews came over. We already talked all about this in Galatians 1. And they're kind of going back to, you know, we got to be under the law type thing. So he's saying, look, somebody brings another gospel, let them be accursed. It ain't right. When you tie that into Galatians chapter 3 and we look at what we're looking this morning, it don't matter which way you slice it. It's kind of like if you're not saved, you're under a curse. The law curses you. Christ redeems us from the curse of the law. So now on this side of it now, we're redeemed by the Redeemer and he redeemed us from the curse that we were under that we're not under anymore. And back in Galatians 1, when he starts dealing with these Galatian people, he says, look, if anybody brings you another gospel, let him be accursed. As if he's not already under a curse. Because if he's preaching another gospel, 
he's already under the curse of the law. It's like he's double cursed. <laughs> the law is a curse. Bringing another gospel, let that person be a curse. Because that another gospel would be you having to do something. Which would further condemn you under that curse of the law. And Paul's real serious about this. He's really, really strong in this language in Galatians chapter 3. This isn't, this isn't a um, Monday motivational Who's the Redeemer? Christ is the Redeemer. Number two, Christ redeemed us. Number three, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, we're in Galatians 3, and I'm going to, uh, here's the second thing we're going to look at this morning. Let me see if I can ask this question two ways. How did the redemption take place? Now, I guess you could say that would be right to ask. Words people, okay, so now let me ask it a different way. How did this redemption from the curse of the law take place? The first time I asked it, I left out from the curse of the law. And so I guess the point wouldn't make sense unless I read both questions. So let me ask the two questions again. How did this redemption by Christ take place? We all want to know that, right? But when I add in, how did this redemption of Christ from the curse of the law take place? Now we have to deal with the fact that not only do we need to be redeemed, not only do we need to know who the redeemer is, we need to know what we're being redeemed from. The curse of the law. You're dealing with a lost person. They're under a curse. They need to be redeemed from being under that curse. The language Paul used here gives me the picture that I need to look at somebody that's lost. And in my mind, no, man, that person's under a curse. And only Christ can redeem them out. So. Okay, so how do we answer the question? I asked two questions. We, we, we parked on that. But how? Did this redemption from the curse of the law take place? How did it actually happen? Well, what does it say? Galatians chapter 3. Right in the middle of the verse. Being made a curse for us. Dramatic pause inserted in purpose. You mean Christ would do that for me? Yeah. You mean you and I haven't thought about how bad off we were and how cursed we were until we really meditate on this? Mm -hmm. He became the curse 
for you. All right, let's go back to John. Okay, okay, okay. John 18. John 18. Look at this. John 18. Let's get verse number 28. John 18, verse number 28. Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment. And it was early, and they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Verse 29. Pilate then went on, went out unto them and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? They answered and said unto him, if he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him up unto thee. God the Father, Jesus Christ becomes a curse for you. He becomes a curse for me. And God the Father places the sins of the world on Jesus Christ. The curse of that law falls down on Christ. And he suffers a horrible death, right? And now it says in verse number 30, as we look at John 18, if he were not a malefactor, a malefactor is a criminal. A malefactor is someone who is guilty of violating the law. A malefactor is someone who deserves public punishment. That's you, my friend. That's me. That's the world. We're the criminals. We're the ones that have done high crime against the holy God. We're the ones that are under the curse. Not Jesus. He's not a criminal. Matter of fact, he created the laws. He's not a malefactor. He's just. We're unjust. He's godly. We're ungodly. He's holy. We're unholy. He's righteous. We're unrighteous. And he's going to go to the cross in your place. You're not that good. I'm not that good. The world isn't that good. And God didn't die for us because we're just a lovey-dovey group of people. He died for us because we're under a curse. And he became a curse for us. The message needs to go out to a lost and dying world. They're under a curse. And you're going to get a bunch of young people by the thousands, by the millions nationwide to dress up like a ghost or a goblin or a witch or a Harry, you're not my potter in a few weeks. And they're going to go around and knock on somebody's door and say trick or treat and do all these hell spells. I say they're all under a curse. And the week after we can't get. 50 people to go out and knock on a door and instead of saying trick or treat say I have somebody that I know that can redeem you from the curse that you're under and it'll be a treat and there ain't no trick because Christ can redeem that person under the curse that they're under man we're going to have a worldwide door knocking campaign in a few weeks man man 
worldwide door knocking campaign. And the week after, well, I don't want to do that. That's too what? Because you don't want anybody redeemed under the curse of the law or because it's too uncomfortable or because you're afraid somebody will slam the door in your face or because what? Because of American Christianity, that's what. People are dying and on their way to hell. And we don't love them enough. We don't. I don't. I don't. And we don't want to see them redeemed under the curse. But we're all right, we're all right with us being redeemed from the curse. But the homeless people that camp out out there, we need somebody to talk to because they're under a curse. Praise God. You think they're under a curse because they don't have a nicest house as you do and I do? They're under a curse because they've not received Jesus Christ. Why do you get so worked up? People ask me that. Jesus suffered the death of a malefactor and he wasn't a malefactor. The law demands of a righteous God were satisfied because Jesus Christ was made a curse for us. But Jesus Christ wasn't cursed. Jesus Christ was sinless. Look, if you fellas that aren't married, you won't get this, but someday you will. You would go to the defense of your wife anytime someone did anything out of place or said anything out of place. Yet we've been redeemed by Jesus Christ from under the curse of the law. He's bought us. We belong to him. He went to bat for us on the cross. I mean, and that's not even putting it in, 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 in a real perspective. And our response to that is, well, we know what it is in, in cultural America. I'm not trying to pick on anybody here. I'm not. America as a whole has lost their way. You think creepy Joe or, 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 or Donald Trump is going to solve the problem? Not a one of them are going to. Politically, economically, financially, healthily, <laughs> all those things that we need to deal with governmentally and civilly, yeah, sure. One will fix it better than the other down here on earth. It's going to pass away and we're all, we can't take any of the government money that one side wants to give to us or the capitalist money that we're going to earn on our own that the other side wants us to do. We ain't taking any of it anyway. I'm telling you, the government ain't the solution. Jesus Christ for 2020. Four more years. Four more years. Yeah, of Jesus Christ. And we can maybe hold it spiritually. Go back to Deuteronomy 21. We'll get our cross-reference, and then we will move online. Deuteronomy chapter number 21. 
Deuteronomy chapter number 21, verse number 23. Here's our cross reference. Jesus Christ became cursed. So us, the sinners, would not be cursed. Deuteronomy 21, verse 23. This is your cross, Old Testament cross reference. Prophetic verse right here. His body shall not remain all night upon the tree, but thou shalt in any wise bury him that day. Deuteronomy 21, verse 23. For he, that is hanged, is a curse of God. Everyone that is that is hanged on a tree is a curse of God, except Jesus Christ was not a malefactor. He was not cursed. He was sinless. He became a curse for you and for me. And he took our curse upon himself. Does anybody have a punching bag at home? We call ours Bob. <laughs> Let's go hit Bob. <laughs> right? And sometimes I take my kids and put them on the shoulder of Bob. And now it's time to pound Bob. Bang, 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 bang. Bob. Beat up on Bob. Isn't that fun? Okay. Now pretend you're Bob. You stand there and we're just going to beat on you. Boom, 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 boom. Bob. You be Bob. Nobody's signing up to be Bob. Because nobody wants to get punched in the melon. <laughs> Using a little hume here to tell you this. To make the point. Jesus Christ took your curse, was buffeted for our faults, for our sin, for our iniquities. And just like Bob didn't answer back when you punched him in the mouth. But if you were to be Bob, you would have answered back. You would have defended yourself. You would have found some way to justify what that person was doing that was wrong. You would have never, ever allowed it. You would have never stood there and let somebody who is a cursed man, an evil man, a wrongdoer stand there and punch you in the face like you would Bob a heavy bat. But Jesus Christ didn't open his mouth and he died on that cross, never answered back. Why? Because he wanted to redeem you from the curse that you're under. He wanted to redeem me and the sins of the whole world. The curse of that whole law fell upon him. I don't know if it's good or bad, kids. I was I just got through almost the second page of five pages of notes. It's just good stuff. I don't want to rush through it. If we need to do if we need to do part two, we'll do part two. Let's do another verse. Let's do another verse. We'll never get through it all this morning. Unless I do long preaching and there's not a second floor for anybody to fall off and be Eutychus. First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter number six. The Bible says in verse number 
20. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. And in your spirit. Which are God's. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it in my own life. When I look at myself. I just. I don't know why Christ would die for me. But he did. And I look at myself. And I try to do right. And I try to live right. And I try to I try to do all of that. And it convicts me more. And makes me feel more guilty. That why would God die for me. But he did. And I should rejoice in that. And I shouldn't have a self-righteous pity party that I wish I could be better. I should just realize I've never been better. And I never will be better unless Christ dwells and has full reign and full control of my life. In my flesh dwelleth no good thing. In my mind, I'll come up with a vain imagination. <laughs> In my science project, I'll come up with a science falsely so-called. Because it's my flesh. I can't do anything right. But. Therefore glorify God in your body. Well how in the world can I do that Lord? My flesh wars against my spirit. And, and the soul and all that. God gave you a body to dwell in. It's going to go into the ground. And dirt. Dust. To dust. Your body isn't who you are. It's the house that you live in. When we come into this building, is this the church? It's the church house. It's the building we dwell in. The church inside, it's the people. Remember the thing? Here are the steeple and the people and the. We're not in the church. We're in the church house. We just dwell in this building. Our body, it's just the house that God gave us to dwell in. And while we're down here on earth, he wants us to upkeep it. And he wants us to, and I'm not talking about going to the gym and lifting weights and doing push-ups and sit-ups all day. I'm talking about he wants us to care for our bodies in a holy, spiritual, righteous way. Something that would addict your body to it, stay away from it. Well, I don't smoke cigarettes. Okay. Is there something else that you're addicted to? Scrolling on the phone. Well, I'm looking at good stuff. Yeah, but you can't get away from it. I'm just saying he wants our bodies to be used for him. In whatever we do, we should be glorifying God. Again, this isn't a sermon on just retire from everything and sit in a lotus position and try to own. Oh, no, that's not what it is. Whatever you do, whether it's keeping house, homeschooling the kids, working on the job, being a student at tech, running a company. He wants you to glorify him with your body all the time with whatever you're doing. And your spirit, 
period. But there isn't a period, is there? First Corinthians 6 verse 20 says, which are God's, which is why he told us that we were bought with a price. I'm going to stop there and I'm going to close because I will never get through these two pages of notes without rushing through it and wearing you out and me out. I believe God wants things done right without rushing. So I don't want to handle his word in that manner. So I will close with this. Who is the redeemer? Jesus Christ. Who did he redeem? He redeemed us. What did he redeem us from? The curse of the law. Jesus was not cursed. He was sinless, but he became a curse for you. The demands of the law keep us under a call, uh, under a curse. Jesus Christ paid that price. He bought us. And now our bodies, our spirits are God's. Everything we do, we should glorify God because he bought us. He purchased us. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.